0: Welcome to another episode of what you spin in
1: this is episode 25 we are all back and in action we're here at Matt's place as you can tell by the album cover in the background pretty convenient technology Um, I'm Dorian joined by George Matt and Jacob how we doing fellas Doing super duper solid good Yeah. Uh, yeah
2: Sunday Sunday
1: Right on. Coming at (laughs) you. Coming at you live from the (laughs) Thurston Megadome. (laughs) From the pit. Well, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Uh, We're going to go with uh, my pick first for this week. And if you watched last week's episode, you know that it's Ready to Die. By the notorious BIG. Right. I'm seeing
2: body after body, and i may Mayor Giuliani. Ain't trying to see no black man turn the John Gotti. My daughter use a potty, so she's older now. Educated street knowledge, I'm a molder now. Trick a little dough by a young girl's fringes, dealing with the dope feet, seeing syringes in the vein. Hard to explain how I maintain the crack smoke, make my brain feel so strange. Breaking days on the set, no sweat, drunk off my wet camp bag yet, because it's still wet. But when I drive back, at five out of time talk about nine on the black cash in line yeah, yeah, yeah. i had the first in the third rehearse that's my word Dick in the game these knew my first name should i quit shit no uh, even though they had me scared yo they got to eight i got to check with ando
1: uh, released in 1990 faut um jesus christ like one of the best albums of all time yeah. in my opinion mm-hmm. you yeah, want to talk you want to talk about staples in hip hop that we've kind of gone over already mm-hmm. yeah this is one of those like upper echelon kind of yeah. albums like there's so much going on and you know out of all of like big songs I ended up getting big no mm-hmm. pun intended <laughs> most of them were off of this you That's know true. Yep. like a lot of them yeah, yeah. yeah. like every, like Juicy probably one of the biggest hip hop songs of oh, all time yeah, yeah. Yep. you know Big Papa everybody knows those mm-hmm. songs you know whether you're 50 or 15 you know those songs you heard right? it somewhere yeah yep. somewhere somehow yeah. Um, I've got a lot to say about it but uh, what about you guys what you think
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think I think we're speechless. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think we all speak for everyone. Like yeah, this album it's is tough
2: to sum up words for this album. I think. Yeah, but, you know. Yes. I think it's pretty
3: sick. Um, so I'm glad that you brought this up after uh, I brought up Casey and the Sunshine Band uh, because they sampled one of the songs, um, which I thought was awesome. I think it's uh, what is it? Respect, I think. Um, and they just like slowed it down but I thought it was interesting because they used uh their sample but they have like the reggae mm-hmm. thing going on and then also rapping so it's like three different worlds colliding yeah I thought that was pretty interesting Um, and uh, yeah dude like songs like Juicy and, and Big Papa like you listen to it and you can't not like Damn, like you, you mm-hmm. have to get yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Uh, but underrated songs like uh, Me and My Bitch is.
1: Oh. Me and My Bitch is probably. It's is It's dope. Mm-hmm. Like, and making a top three for this was so hard. It me, was. For yeah, me this morning. Because, like, I had listened, like, obviously listened to all the albums throughout the week, and I'll try to, you know, have, like, a preemptive top three. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that with this. Because, like, this is literally, like, we were talking about this is going to be a fucking game time decision, you know? So this yeah. morning I went through and did yeah. my notes. And I just stared at the track list for like five whole minutes and I was like, I, gotta, I guess yeah. I gotta. I have to. <laughs> like, I don't have on. a
2: choice. I did that this morning too for this album. I was like, I'm gonna wait until Saturday or Sunday and mm-hmm. just figure out my top three at that point. Cause, like you said, it's hard. I think it's six, 16 or 17 tracks on this album. It's like, jeez. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. Like, all good. They're mm-hmm. all good.
0: Like, yeah. do you wanna go for the classics or do you um, wanna like go for like what's your favorite? You know? Mm-hmm. Cause this song, this album has been played a, a, around so much. Um, and it has such good replayability that that's why it oh, makes it such yeah. a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, every time that you hear it, it's, it's super good, especially with Biggie. Yeah. Like the beats on it, too. A lot of the beats. Um.
2: Another DJ Premiere collab. It's yeah, there's like, a DJ Premier song you know on him there. And Puffy and everybody. It's like, geez. Yeah. Guys has got his hands in everything. And, and it was
3: Puffy's idea to uh, have a Biggie rap over that juicy sample. And he was not in it like he was not for it but once they did it they were like oh shit. Mm-hmm. actually really good and it resonated with a wide variety of, of people mm-hmm. i feel like uh which makes juicy pretty special uh in that regard but um yeah What else you guys think? It's crazy yeah. This is
2: his only studio release And then he You know He died 16 days before Life After Death came out And it's just like Fuck man Damn. Yeah To leave that That album as you're like That's me Yeah And mm-hmm. nobody's gonna touch this album
1: Ever Right And then Just the The impact that it had You know Like it's It's pretty rare I mean like Like we kind of talked about In the last episode When I said 90s hip hop is like the best shit mm-hmm. Because all of that stuff was massively influential to not even rap music, but a lot of different genres that we've grown to love today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the beats on this, you know, you hear that big papa beat, and it's like every white kid in their early 20s has freestyled over that, you know? like (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And just the lyricism throughout it is just, it was really... Just, like, the perfect showcase as to how great of a songwriter he was, you know, and, and his rhyme schemes and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: He was young, too. Yeah. He was really young. Mm-hmm. He was, like, what, 20? He was in his early, early, 20s. early 20s. Yeah, yeah early 22, or something yeah. like that.
2: But then everything he's talking about is just him. It's his yeah. lifestyle, what he grew up with, and what mm-hmm. he's surrounded by, and it just put it out there, I'm like, this is who I am. Right. Yeah
3: now we sip champagne when we thirsty yeah <laughs> like that was such a
1: dope there's there's so many documentaries about him that have been put out but and i've watched like a good majority of them the most recent one that they did on netflix is actually oh, yeah. uh it's it's killer because yeah. it has one of his like best friends from the streets when they were young growing up and yeah. he's like the main focus of it and it's Like it starts out and that guy's like giving a little bit of a monologue and then it cuts to Biggie on stage doing Warning. And it's Mm -hmm. like just, you could even tell like even in in his live show, he was just destroying it. Like he just had such a passion for it. and Mm -hmm. Man. I think
3: you could tell too, like the difference between like one hit wonders and someone who's actually going to succeed. And I think uh, he he was just like very charismatic. Like you Mm -hmm. see interviews Mm -hmm. of, uh, like anybody talking about him and they have like such love and respect for this guy
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, it's crazy. yeah I mean that's all everybody was talking about was Biggie and Tupac right? Mm-hmm. and it was like two very different like kind of you'd like people would pick sides but yeah those were two of like the biggest names in hip-hop and they were bigger than life like yeah, yeah. Right. massive everywhere like everybody loved them mm-hmm. There are homies too For a while The timing of this album too Was very
2: west coast oriented Hip hop Mm -hmm. Before this came out And it's like all of a sudden Here I am Back on the east coast Let's show it again
1: And it is exactly Yeah Mm -hmm. Like very solid It's It is one of those Albums that you know Kind of really defined you know, it's almost like a time capsule for the era that it came out in. You know, because yeah, he's talking yeah. about Kuji sweaters and all this shit. <laughs> and it's like, it is like this is so like the epitome of like '90s culture and fashion. Super yeah. Nintendo, like mm-hmm. a- yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Talking yeah. about '90s game consoles, yeah. and it's yeah. just there there's just so there's not enough that you could say as far as like just how fucking remarkable this album is Mm -hmm. and real quick to touch on the lyricism this is literally going to be my snippet but i gotta talk about it in everyday struggle which is in my opinion probably one of the more underrated songs on this album uh his last it's like a five and a half minute song and he's just telling the this incredible you know story of his life and The last verse he says, my daughter used a potty so she's older now, educated street knowledge, I'm a molder now, trick her little dope buying young girls tringes, dealing with dope fiend binges, seeing syringes in the veins, hard to explain how I maintain, the crack smoke make my brain feel so strange. Like, I get chills even just reciting that, like, every time I hear that I'm just like, holy Christ, man. Yeah, It's it's good. Crazy. Yeah, and there's like no drum track at that part of the song. And so he's essentially just doing it over this weird little organ mm-hmm. sample. And it's just like...
3: he you just, just tell he maintains tempo. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he could catch it.
1: And this kid like started at the time, you know, when he was like 15, he was just rapping in front of subway so- subway mm-hmm. shops in <laughs> in New York. Yeah. And then now he's like on the Mount Rushmore, you mm-hmm. know, of, of rap. rap genius and
0: yeah i think it's cool because he a lot of his songs he's like very he's very tried and true to the third verse Mm -hmm. in rapping like a lot of raps will only do like you know like they'll do two Mm -hmm. like two verses Mm -hmm. he'll do like a third verse like he'll do like another side that it's because that's why they like longer songs, like five minutes long but it's just like so packed with so much like Mm -hmm. context in it and it's crazy everything that he raps about yeah it's like what he did in the past like all this like drug dealing and stuff and Mm -hmm. all this crime and stuff but it's he makes it sound so good Mm -hmm. that that's how he was so successful yeah and that it was around everywhere yeah and
1: it's just like even the even can like concept wise you know there's tracks on here like give me the Mm loot he's rapping as Two different versions of himself, a Mm -hmm. young big and an older big, and he's just trading bars and literally just changing the inflection in his voice. Yeah. And that's that's like, that's the cool thing about it. Probably one of the first times that you see that happen in rap music. Mm -hmm. You know, later on you get, um, fancy. Yeah. Let me take notes. Yeah. You get, (laughs) you get songs like Fancy Clown off of Mad Villain with that, and it's just the, you could tell that he really wanted this to be as full and well-rounded of a project as it could possibly be, and I think he fucking nailed it. Yeah.
0: You know? Um, it's, like... I don't know, man. Every time that I think about this album, it's, like, kind of haunting. Yeah. Because, like... Oh, it's that, a little yeah. eerie sometimes. Yeah, it's, like, ready to die, and then life after death, and, like, it's just crazy how it all went down, mm-hmm. and, like... Mm-hmm. And
3: yeah, with the song, all the suicidal thoughts, too. Mm-hmm. It's a very dark song. Yeah, it is.
0: Ugh. But it's, like, it's so, like, heavy... And, like, just for what he was writing at at the time, that it, you could tell why it was so big. And, like, yeah. Yeah. it's still so massive to hip-hop. Like, if you're talking about hip-hop greats and albums, this album won't come up. Yeah. And there's no way that Biggie as an artist won't come up either. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Because it was, like, the first big feud,
1: almost, you know? Yeah. In, in this kind of genre. It was, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the biggest feud of all time, in, in a sense, you know? you know biggie and Pac going at it while also they're actually kind of they had the, they were homies for a minute as you had mm-hmm. said but mm-hmm. then they had that falling out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know biggie puts out a song like fucking who shot you which right. is yeah. just yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. like the
0: biggest punch mm-hmm. in the head Dude, like that song is so badass
3: mm-hmm. it, it was like because it's more than just beef at this point like people are getting are dying yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's huge and mm-hmm. It's not only the artists themselves, now it's the fans that Mm -hmm. are getting involved. And, you know, their connections with gangs and stuff. It's like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, the impact that it had was wild.
1: Yeah, it's just nothing, like, yeah, there's there's hardly any, like, this is such, like, it's honestly kind of hilarious if you really want to be be silly about it like why did anybody put an album out after this because this was like the definition of hip-hop mm-hmm. you know i'm yeah. glad that you know like this could have been like the be all end all do a whole genre yeah, yeah, because that era. You know, you're right. because it just pulls and... all the influences of the time and everything mm-hmm. but i think i'm about ready to do a top three what about y'all yeah yeah i just
3: wanted to mention real quick yeah um i just thought it was funny because like i i'm Patreon, you know just listen to the album with the homies and, mm-hmm. God, bangs one more chance comes on oh in yeah the beginning it's just like someone getting you're being, getting topped off and like, <laughs> I imagine always yeah. being like
1: what Whoa, the hell yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> one of those it's one of those that you gotta like kind of memorize the track list up yeah. until yeah up skip in, a portion right? of it up you're, until that slowly you're like Hey, yo, what's the next song? Hey, yo, how about we uh, hit
0: that fast forward button right quick? That happens a lot in hip-hop, too, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Like, come up.
1: like 40% of Topimpa Butterfly is like yeah. that. Uh, Ludacris has a lot yeah. of
3: things
2: that. It
1: well, wasn't
2: that easy to skip in my day. You had to fucking fast-forward that date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, keep hearing you gotta it. hear for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, just
1: hope that you didn't go too far into the next track. Yeah, like, oh. fuck, go yeah. back. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> the track. Oh. oh, my God. Uh, but top three for me, number three is Who Shot Ya? There's just some lyricism in there that's yeah, just man. too good. Certainly like a like week from the obsolete. Yeah, your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's, that's top notch. Number two, number the number two slot was probably the hardest for me to fill. Uh, honorable mentions, I put me and my bitch, uh, friend of and friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of mine is a just that's a classic. Mm-hmm. And then, but number two, I decided to go suicidal thoughts. Nice. And then my favorite track is a uh, everyday struggle. Just. Okay. From that flute
0: intro up until the end like (laughs) if i'm going uh it's tough i'm going machine gun funk yes i really like that song yeah that song is real funky um i wanted to bring up also the what just because of the method man feature Mm -hmm. yeah Um, Yeah. he does his thing on that Mm -hmm. um That song is badass. Um, Ready to die, the the title title track. That song is a really good song. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for third, I'm gonna go suicidal thoughts because I that song is just it's it's so crazy that he's like the fact that he's like writing about that and yeah, I mean it's a good song, Mm -hmm. but like the context behind it and everything, and it's it's like kind of ending the album like that and
1: yeah, it's
0: eerie. Like I remember the first time I heard that, and it's just like.
1: What the fuck's going on? Yeah. and then it's just when yeah, the I die, whole conversation with <laughs> him and Puff, like,
3: um, like it's crazy because like you could really picture it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, saying, I wonder
0: how like Puff like that resonated with him. Yeah. I mean, oh like, yeah, that would have been crazy. Yeah. I
3: haven't didn't even think about it. That's that crazy
2: That would have been insane. But yeah,
0: yeah that's it, this whole album is, is fucking badass. So
2: yeah, narrowing it down was tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three would be "Give Me the Loot." Yep. Uh, number two, "Who Shot Ya." And I like respect for my top pick, just because yeah. that for me it just reminiscent of kind of the old school days back in high school and that song just bumping it and just feeling like a badass. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honorable mention I had too: Machine Gun Funk and then Ready to Die, just because those are yeah. And like I said, it's hard to pick any top three on this. Yeah,
1: song. just ready to yeah. like and the just to touch on that real quick: the title track, Ready to Die. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's there's no questioning what what that song is. It's yeah. like right off the get, yeah. he's just getting it, and it's mm-hmm. like Jesus, dude. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, my top three. I gotta go. Uh, give me the loot. Mm-hmm. Um, me, my bitch.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's, it's oh God, it's too tough. But right. I kind of I need to pick Juicy just because mm-hmm. that as a kid listening to that, it, like yeah. you can't not listen to that and feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just mm-hmm. a, cel- it's a song of celebration basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Celebrating his success and, and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Dope.
0: Great, great picks. That Big Papa is will always be one yeah. of my favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, Big so uh, B- notorious Big. D- mm-hmm. Just that, and it's
1: like that's another thing about this is like these. Uh, <laughs> Like, 90% of this album is so iconic that you hear, like, yeah. just the little sample at yeah, the beginning, little, yeah. and you're just like, yep. yeah, this is it. one of the best songs right. of all time. Right. <laughs> like, you just start repeating yeah. lyrics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've already, like, done half of the song in your head before Biggie <laughs> yeah. Even starts rapping, because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, like yes.
0: if, if you've heard any of these songs, like, you know the lyrics to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: But that was Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G., which was pick. my pick for this week. Um If you haven't listened to that, what in God's name are you doing to yourself? (laughs) What is your deal? going on? Uh, Definitely give that a listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who hurt
0: you? Yeah. It's (laughs) not (laughs) who shot you. Who hurt you? Yeah, who (laughs) hurt (laughs) you?
1: But anyways, we will be back to dive into the next. Uh, So we just wrapped up talking about uh, Ready to Die by B.I.G. We're going to go ahead and dive into Jake's pick for this week. What do you got for us? Yeah,
0: so I definitely can't follow that up. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but i can try um this is uh oswald uh a new chapter of dub came out in 82 i want to say and yeah it's it's reggae but it's a different genre of reggae that's called dub Mm -hmm. and what that basically is is kind of like instrumental electronic kind of reggae music you could say Mm -hmm. um that's kind of what dub falls into so this falls into that not really ska kind of um but more dub reggae so Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's a British group and they were oh, very they were very big in, in British and in, in Great Britain at the time and yeah what do y'all what do y'all thoughts it's a cool pick I like the
2: dub version it's got a lot of like delays and echoes and <laughs> cool effects yeah. in the music itself and it is you know a reggae album but it's like you said they're from Great Britain or Britain or whatever mm-hmm. British reggae it's kind of a cool scene I didn't know that was a thing yeah, yeah. At me all. either no you it's know. I didn't even know this album was or they were from Great Britain yeah. that's crazy mm-hmm. it's considered one of the greatest I guess dub albums of all time
0: yeah it's yeah no it really is like it's, uh dub like it was up and coming in like late 70s I want to say early 80s um, and yeah it's like instrumental reggae but this is up there like this is viewed by a lot of people as one of the best dub albums like to ever come out especially mm-hmm. in like UK mm-hmm. like UK oh, for yeah. sure but Yeah, they have to set the bar for that
2: scene overseas for that reggae scene
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: there's Yeah there's A lot going on But not at the same time mm-hmm. It's like Yeah It's You know I don't like to use The term easy listening Because that's like A whole weird like Just Barry Manilow Yeah yeah Cafe you don't want to go down Yeah like whole yeah. cafe Type of genre But this is like <laughs> Elevator music <laughs> Exactly But Media. this it's like it makes you, like, you know, you kind of want to sit there and vibe to it, but it's also like, you know, kind of maybe like, move your body a little bit, but it's Mm -hmm. also very, it's like very good background music, you know, you could just put this on, and it's just, Mm. it's just groovy, and it flows so well one track to the next, you know, and then it it honestly, like, starts off again, kind of like we were talking about the track Ready to Die, how there's, like, no question as to what the hell's going on. Dub Fire is a fantastic Mm -hmm. song to start this off with, and it just literally gets right into it, and it's Mm -hmm. like, sets the tone and the feel for this whole album for Mm -hmm. especially for someone who's never who's not familiar with or, you know older reggae music such as myself so i was Mm -hmm. i was i was really blown away i was like man this is actually a dope ass album yeah
0: no it was cool because they like they were because they have reggae like they're a reggae band Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of different because they had an album before this mm-hmm. called The New Chapter. Okay, I was going to bring that up. I wasn't sure if that yeah. was accurate or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is like a dub version of that album? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah the, oh. the album that they put out before this, um, it didn't have all the songs on it because um, this is just like part of the album. Mm-hmm. But it was just reggae and it didn't hit like they wanted it to. Okay. So they oh, were like, hey, let's do the same thing. But do an instrumental version, so we could get to, like, the audience that we want to. That makes sense. Gotcha. And when they did, like, at first, it didn't have like media success, you could say, or whatever. Yeah. But it was bigger than the original album. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, and like and, you say now, it's cited as one of the best ever. For the, yeah. Or that era of dub, which is
2: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's cool because it's uh, it's reggae music, but it's like kind of has this like electronic feel to it at mm-hmm. that times, and it's intr- instrumental yeah um every time that i'll hear it i'll listen to i'll try to focus on different instruments on it mm-hmm. because, yeah, 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 um and it's really cool mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a fun little thing that i like to do but yeah
1: there's just I, it's like the dub aspect of it is really interesting to me because it's not it's not like you know anything too outrageous but it does add like an extra layer to it that really kind of pulls it all together you know you just get like a one weird little like vocal sample just like ah, ah, ah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then yeah, it's just
1: like yeah, yeah. loops every like minute or so you just mm-hmm. hear that again yeah and mm-hmm. and then you get that that really badass like reggae instrumentation behind mm-hmm. it and it's like who who the hell thought of this mm-hmm. like where did yeah. this idea like kind of kind of come from because mm-hmm. it's so interesting to think about but it's also so well you know executed on mm-hmm. this project throughout you know yeah it was also it was you know because it kind of had it was so unique to me i was like damn i don't know if I, there's exactly a top three for me on this i think i just like this whole album it's you know because it's because it's new you know yeah. it's kind of like diving into a new realm uh, to i think a lot yeah. of people too that's probably why it, you know because it was you know a staple for that genre and really put like you like you guys said set the bar for it fuck yeah I did because there was like nobody doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think
3: this whole album can like I feel like it's just like one long song yeah yeah, <laughs> like, it could yeah, very well could be, be like, it yeah. flows like really like well into like each song and almost all the songs have like the echo thing mm-hmm. and it's like when the beat is like going like you're following it and then you get the echo and you're like whoa yeah like, <laughs> I, yeah. It's, like it's like I'm getting high without getting high right <laughs> yeah. it does like, it,
1: it does have a very you know I can totally see what, why like yeah I totally agree with that yeah there's a, there's there's a, a lot million. of bands
2: back in that era too like the late 70s and early 80s that weren't afraid to be creative with their sound mm-hmm. and like experiment and just be different than a lot of bands from the US mm-hmm. you know yeah. not to say that the US bands weren't doing that but like whether it's Brian Eno or Kraftwerk or different bands like that right. were just making their own music like mm-hmm. I feel like this album's definitely got that kind of potential and that's right. why so many people love mm-hmm.
0: it. you know mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it was cool too because they they often toured with uh, like the bigger reggae names mm-hmm. um, like Bob Marley and Ziggy Marley, like all these like really big huge reggae groups. They'd be like the backing vocalist. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, they they were they are massive. They were massive in in the UK, um, and over time, this album just grew so much, like such a cult following. Cause, mm-hmm. like it was such a big impact to dub music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of opened up like that genre of like reggae there was a lot there's a lot of earlier stuff too like Mm -hmm. early 70s um, of dub reggae Um, but this really kind of like paved the way for like the newer stuff you could say in like the in the the early 80s yeah Um, but yeah it's kind of crazy that it has this electronic influence mm-hmm. for, like, such an it early does. time. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. yeah. you could say it kind of, like, it was up and coming to house music also, yeah. to mm-hmm. late techno, like, all this other stuff that it kind of backed up to. And there's, there's like,
1: uh, EDM DJs nowadays. You know, we talked about Liquid Stranger. He had a whole run where he was doing reggae-inspired stuff. And so, you know, listening to this. And there's yeah. a couple... There's a... I think it's like a duo or a trio of uh, DJs. They're called Ganja White Knight. They also were... <laughs> <a laughs> great fucking name. Yeah. And I mean, they make is. great music. Um, but they also kind of have a very reggae-oriented, you know, very like boom but boom but the kind of okay. vibe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was listening to this this week and I was like, Oh, that all makes sense. Like mm-hmm. they, like those guys, had to have heard this because it's like mm-hmm. I was literally listening. There was, I think it was uh, "Truth or Toughest," one of those songs. I was listening to it and I was like, "Oh, they just need to add like three more tracks to this song, you know, like three other instruments, and then it becomes, you know, modern day dubstep, mm-hmm. basically." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So that was it, you. You're right. I think it did set a tone for, like badass reggae music coming out and then like the EDM kind of you know electronic music kind of took off from this too
0: yeah it was it was really before all that house music and dubstep stuff so it it had its time to like you know curate and have other people like influenced by it Mm -hmm. but if you heard of this like as you know a DJ wanting to make beats like you could hear because it's very synthy there's a lot of Mm -hmm. echoing um, that's kind of what it gets its praise for—that it uses a lot of those echoes for the horns, like it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stretches them out and like it'll loop a track every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool because like every time that I listen to this, I try to pick out different instruments. Yeah. Um, like one of my favorite tracks, uh, "Flick of Flame." On that oh, song, yeah. there's yeah, a cool track name too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool track name. Yeah. Um, you hear the—I don't know what it's actually called, but like that wood scratcher, you know? Yeah, yeah uh, it's, uh, it's I, called a wiro. Is it? Mhm. Oh. Yeah. That. <laughs> that's why
1: people are like the gyro sandwiches like the yeah. Greek food. It's like I'm like, "Nah, I can't call it a wiro cuz that's the weird fish looking thing that." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, everyone played with those in elementary like, yes. like Yeah. Like they'd, they'd be like a turtle or like a big fish like you yeah. know. Mhm. Yeah, you hear like every time I hear that song, that's all I think of. I'm like, okay, yeah. someone, someone's in a studio just scratching at this thing. Like, all right. yeah. someone's kid is in the back Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and in other songs you could hear a lot of the snare. Like the snare is really mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. with the yeah. with the drum. Um, on the, I think it's shining dub. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear a guitar in there also. Yeah, it's like very. It's cool how it's very different. Like, everything kind of, yeah, it's all reggae-based, but it's very different as how, like, the songs are each flowing. Yeah. How the how the, instru-
1: the instruments that they represent from track to track, you know, mm-hmm. is very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they start off on Dubfire, you know, that song kind of has, like, a weird second half that's kind of the same as the first, but they add that kind of, like, out-of-tune piano kind of mm-hmm. sound to it, which I thought was really cool. And then you don't kind of hear that again for, like, a couple of tracks. And then it's, so yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's very unique how they decided to do that you know
0: yeah yeah it's it's really cool and it's it's very different to like modern reggae if you mm-hmm. think about it because okay. reggae yeah. is very like mm-hmm. you know very vocal heavy and yeah. yeah it's always kind of the same beat mm-hmm. yeah and this is kind of switching it up like it's very yeah. different thing and that's why they kind of throw in like those weird like vocal echoes like yeah. like something crazy <laughs> mm-hmm um, every time that I hear one of those it's it's super funny to me yeah I
1: don't know why it's just my ear picks it up every time yeah. I think it's because when you brought this up last week and you were you know you, I think anytime someone hears the word reggae they kind of know you know they kind of have like a preconceived you know notion They're like mm-hmm. alright this is going to be like Bob Marley and the Wailers or yeah. you know Michael Frontier or whatever and then I heard this and I was like I don't think I've ever heard a basically instrumental reggae album, and mm-hmm. this was very fucking cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was yeah, like, "This is rad." <laughs> yeah,
0: so this is pretty sweet. It's cool because you could tell that they're very new to this, and they're like mm-hmm. they're experimenting mm-hmm. with their sound because they're mm-hmm. adding those like weird vocals that mm-hmm. like yeah seem like they're out of place, but it like ties everything together. Yeah, yeah. Does, I think so.
3: this album is like you could easily pass this as something that got released like today yeah mm. um with how the electronic component uh, mm-hmm. comes in uh bammy blow reminds me a lot of 2am by slightly stupid mm. um i don't know why mm-hmm. i guess it's like the horns or whatever but mm-hmm. that song too is like super awesome I, I like that they used uh the saxophone on that um it was dope to hear
0: yeah slightly stupid yeah that's a i like that some of their songs on but yeah a lot of a lot of the songs on this they're crazy just i don't know it's how it opened up especially to me like listening to reggae because i listen to like quite a bit and this is like very you could after hearing it enough you could tell the difference from ska and like dub and mm-hmm. like i don't know even all these know different the difference between, like
3: i'm so like out of touch with like reggae so like i don't even yeah. know like the sub genres
0: oh same like, here and then reggae. i started getting like more into like this type of music like it's very experimental reggae and it's how did you stumble upon some... this album um Kelly. Kelly showed me this album <laughs> nice that's cool yeah that's rad that's sick but yeah it's it's one of my favorite albums um, just in the dub category mm-hmm. and yeah I was I'm glad I could share to you guys I try, I try to throw you guys off I'm like okay <laughs> we haven't talked about reggae should we you know bring up Bob Marley I like no let's go yeah, yeah. yeah. let's yeah. go something it was a great pick yeah it was yeah
3: also the album cover art is yeah that, like, yeah really? the album like cover
0: a, is pretty badass it's looking like the
1: pope and he's on a chariot of lions like yeah, that's right. freaking sweet <laughs> they in space too mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: and then like the africa like the continent oh yeah oh yeah. sweet that's, cool. that's yeah. pretty that's pretty and africa. that's like a, a group photo of them and they're definitely doing some <laughs> some Ooh. indulging in some <laughs> leganje. Yeah. yeah they're hitting that bammy blow yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is but uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna go a top three on this, um, I'm going uh, flick a flame because mm-hmm. that freaking whatever that thing is called the willow, <laughs> wiro, wiro, yeah that thing. Like you're
1: saying Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that thing on that is so. It's like it's it's in your face. It's right yeah. there. You hear it all the time. Um, a dub fire because that's a. Yeah, very electronic, very synthy start to an album. Mm -hmm. Especially this type of reggae album. And then, uh, I Wanna Go, Zion Eye. But I really like Ghetto in the Sky. I love how that ends. To bounce off of that, because Ghetto in the Sky was my honorable
1: mention. I loved that. I thought that was a really good way to kind of wrap up the album. Uh, Number three for me is Toughest. Number two is Truth. And then number one is Dubfire. Just... You hear that, like, to start off the album like that, it mm-hmm. really just mm-hmm. grabbed me by the neck and was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you ready? You ready? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Here we
2: go. <laughs> I like Get on in the Sky as my uh, third pick. Mm-hmm. Number two, Zion Eye. And then Truth is my favorite track. Nice. And the nice. Toughest, honorable mention. Yeah, yeah Toughest is nice. Really nice.
3: I like uh, Bammy Blow That's mm-hmm. my first pick. Uh, "Dove Fire," like, it's an awesome way to start the yeah. album. Yeah. Uh, and then Zion Eye. It's either Zion I or uh, Ghetto in the Sky. But, yeah. Uh, honorable man- mention, Natural Aggression. Uh, yes. Awesome nice. name, too. I feel like uh, I want to know, like, how much fun they had naming these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name. Yeah. 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 Right. Flick a flame.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're
3: like, let's... Uh, and we need to figure out what we're going to call it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Because there's no lyrics, so it's like that's mm-hmm. probably the easiest thing to name a song off of. Right? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. true.
1: Anywho, that was a new chapter of Dub by Oswald, which was Jake's pick for this week. Uh, we'll be back to dive into the next. Yeah. All right. We just finished talking about Oswald, which was Jake's pick for this week. We're going to go ahead and dissect. Old George's pick for this week. What did you bring for us, friend?
3: Uh, Amprian uh, Isles uh, by Herbie Hancock. <laughs> band Mm -hmm. with uh, Freddie Hubert the trumpet player Ron Carter the bassist and Anthony Williams the uh, drummer super awesome talented people that just like came together and like yeah did something like really incredible Um, I feel like Herbie Hancock kind of like left off or picked up where Miles Davis left off because Miles Davis was starting to get kind of like trippy Mm -hmm. and doing like electronic stuff and herbie hancock is known for incorporating that into his jazz music Mm -hmm. um which is interesting but this is obviously before that but i mean it's just like really really interesting to hear this it's all really like like some of the at some points i feel like uh it's like a kid with ADHD that just, like, shots yeah. up and bang, and went to yeah. recess like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, that like, you get... And just sniffs Smarties, or, like, yeah. Yeah. or something, like, it's crazy. They like, go
0: crazy like, okay. on, on some of the songs, like, mm-hmm. they... I forget what song it is, um, I think it's the first song, is it? One Finger Snap. I think so.
3: That one is definitely the more like <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: they way. they all kind of like have their own solo like they're all kind of yeah. th- like going crazy and mm-hmm. just very like like on the their own and
3: one, they do that too I'm not sure yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. they're just going off like yeah it's crazy, yeah, the way that the
1: songs are written is really unique even for you know jazz music because jazz is you know kind of regarded as you know a very free style kind of genre of music you know mm-hmm. you get together with you know if you if you ever watch jazz musicians play or basically riffing off exactly yeah. like someone will start something that's like a jazz standard and it's usually like that jazz drum beat and then you know you just get the or what and then it like it literally grows from there and so anytime you hear a jazz album it's very interesting to me that it's like okay so this was actually a full song but can you imagine like seeing this live because yeah, all of these songs dude. would be like 25 minutes and long. just watching each musician do their craft on stage yeah and yeah, like, Whoa. yeah. Mm-hmm. and and you know we kind of touched on it but Herbie Hancock is uh, probably one of the you know it's one of the most recognizable names in jazz music mm-hmm. you know when I first started playing in like school bands and stuff and you know doing pep band like We would go to these festivals and like Cantaloupe Island was played multiple times, Um, Mm -hmm. Watermelon Mm -hmm. Man, Chameleon, you know. He has like this catalog of just epic jazz standards that are so well known now that it's like if you're a high school student playing in a jazz band, you know who the hell this guy is. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And yeah, it's just... I love a good, I love an album, a jazz album that actually kind of captures the essence of what jazz music is, and they Mm. knock this out of the park. The only, the thing that also kills me, is, you know, we kind of talked about it when we talked about Jazz Abroad, is that the songs, like, the album's very short. Yeah. This is four tracks, technically. Like, the OG release is just four tracks. I do like the retakes, you know, the... like alternate take Mm. on uh right the first two tracks but yeah Mm -hmm. great
3: pick and the egg is like 14 minutes long.
1: it's like a whole movie (laughs) it's like (laughs) a tool song at the end of it yeah it's a great
2: way to end (laughs) an album yeah uh
3: yeah i just thought it was super cool and i think cancel island too i I don't know if maybe that's this is why it's famous but i feel like it's easier to follow Mm -hmm. compared to the other tracks right Mm -hmm.
1: i think that's Um, exactly it it's
0: Mm -hmm. more like
3: Comp- not to say the other tracks aren't composed but i feel like this one is more like composed it has yeah. more structure yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's just awesome to hear all these like different like live sounds it just it puts my head in a different place like it's um now that i'm like getting more into jazz i feel uh very excited because it's something new I, I feel the same way i did when i Dove into hip hop and wanted mm-hmm. to know everything about every artist. You know, uh, like who sampled what, wh- where did they get this idea from? <laughs> uh, and I find myself going into that same like area with jazz music. Hell yeah! Yeah, but it's like really refreshing uh, to hear stuff like this. Yeah, um,
0: it is. Yeah, and it's crazy because it. This is like Miles Davis. He was playing with Miles Davis band. Mm-hmm. and a lot of these names too ended up being very huge and in, mm-hmm. in the jazz and mm-hmm. also like Freddie, Huber. Freddie yeah. Hubert, yeah, mm-hmm. and insane. Was he playing trumpet on this? because I feel yeah. like he played he played another another his, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. cornet. Yeah. um, but yeah, he's also like very, very like renowned uh, trumpet player. and yeah I want to bring up some of his albums, yeah, at yeah. some yeah. point too and
1: and that's the really cool thing to me about you know these jazz albums. You listen to them, and it'll be by Quincy Jones and, and Roy Haynes or Herbie Hancock, and it's like they. I feel like it's such a collaborative genre of music mm-hmm. that it's like, yeah, this is a Herbie Hancock album, but they they showcase other instruments throughout different tracks. You know, like mm-hmm. A Little Queen Valley has that weird like minute and a half long just bass break, yeah, where the guys yeah. just and it's. Phenomenal! And I then, love that. At but, the end of
3: that too, like he picks up like the the normal
1: like beat again, yeah. yeah. And
3: then all the other instruments like slowly like creep in mm-hmm. and
1: it's yeah. like cool, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's something that always interests me. You know, you listen to these albums and it's like, all right, this is Herbie Hancock. He's known as a piano player. Mm-hmm. Roy Haynes is a drummer, but it's like they only show off with their own instrument very rarely because you know it is such a like I said, it's a collaborative art form, yeah. mm-hmm. more so than any other genre. I feel like so I love that. Yeah,
3: I think it's pretty similar to rock music. I mean, yeah. there's interchangeable, interchangeable uh, like people and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, they all kind of know each other. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of jazz, it's like a sorry, it's like a small world.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: um, and they all just like learn from each other too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's amazing to see all these uh, artists that are specialized in one, like, well, they can play other instruments, but, like, are really good at what they play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, seeing, it's, like, a super group of, like, people, and they just do something so tight. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I love it.
0: Yeah, you could say this is, like, one of the bigger super group, like, Collaborative albums that Mm -hmm. was out for jazz music, right? Yeah, yeah. because it was crazy to have like such talent at this time Um, 74 64 oh 64 Mm -hmm. even even earlier like yeah That Mm -hmm. at that time to have that much like people that are so good and concentrated at what they're doing Mm -hmm. um, It's insane and that's I guess why we see that they had their success in their fields um, but yeah, this album—it's a great introduction to jazz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only Herbie Hancock as like a pianist, but just as jazz music in general. Like yeah. you could really easily get into this. Yeah, and it's like I had said—you
1: know, Cantaloupe Island is like a huge jazz standard now. And so that you hit the nail right on the head—that even though it's only four tracks, mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting something from now what are now recognized as some of the best jazz instrumentalists of all time mm-hmm. doing something so early on in their careers because like you know miles davis was miles davis at the time but mm. you know you know you're not like the other guys it's like who are they mm-hmm. and now yeah. you look back and you're like oh holy shit! like mm-hmm. they had yeah, yeah. these all of these guys and on they're here. young too like in yeah. their early 20s exactly I mean, virtuoso musicians
3: it's really yeah. cool to see that all facts yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then like the alternative take on One Finger Snap, like Herbie, and you could tell like so. Usually, when I hear uh, people play piano, it's like a like a ever flowing like um, like song. It's mm-hmm. not really repetitive, but yeah. Herbie plays in a way sometimes where he uses the piano as the beat. Yeah, and you'll see him going. Yeah. Yeah, just doing like repetitive like uh shit and I was like, "Oh, it's fucking different." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's really cool.
1: And yeah. and looking into this album uh this morning as I was listening to it was that was one of the main things that people thought, you know, even back then that was so unique about it that that Herbie had a tendency throughout most of his career but especially on this album to really remind people that the piano is considered a percu- or per- a percussion instrument mm-hmm. and that it you know rather than you know because jazz a lot of the time you know it, it's kind of hit or miss you know jazz music is jazz music so there's whoever you listen to is going to have a different instrument that is mm-hmm. more in the foreground and the piano was basically like the electric guitar at the time yeah and I mean, so to have it be more so in the back and then to hear like the double bass being more pro like profound and everything mm-hmm. it's such an interesting take on it and you know but like like we said staple <laughs> just, yeah. like
3: listening to this album and the way that Herbie plays I'm like I feel like my hands just start hurting i like, yeah. <laughs> how do you like, go like, so fast yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like crazy mm-hmm. it's yeah it's pretty awesome the way that he plays and I'm just such a huge fan of uh, Freddie Hoover too and the way mm-hmm. he plays the drummer absolutely crazy to Tony be able Williams. to uh maintain a, a specific um, rhythm mm-hmm. but quickly yeah. for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also throw in like, you know, whatever shit that he wants to do. Yeah. Tony is crazy. Yeah. Like, that's
1: And these beats are not easy to play. No. no. no like no. like I jazz think so. like there's drumming yeah. and then there's fucking jazz drumming, mm-hmm. you know. Like and it's like such a separation because it's a completely mm-hmm. different style of playing even mm-hmm. even down to how you hold the stick sometimes, yep. you know. It's good point. And so yeah. Tony, Amazing pick, George. Yeah, Thanks, really man. good pick.
3: Tony's like um dude from uh, Crown Bin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> butt, oh, like, uh, DJ. St- yeah. <laughs> DJ on steroids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Do we uh want to want to dive into top 3s? Sure. Do it. Uh for me, number 3 was One Finger Snap. Uh Cantaloupe Island number 2 and then Liliquey Valley that just like we've talked about that mm-hmm. b- bass break at the end was mm-hmm. freaking yeah. gnarly yeah uh, and then Otter will mention the egg cuz it's you know the fourth song on the album
2: yeah one finger snap cantaloupe island and my favorite track was the egg because of the length and yeah the length yeah weight. yeah 14 minutes mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's all man. Yeah, to make a song that long in general. We've heard it from, you know, Tool and Godspeed.
3: It's just like how yeah. do you
2: guys keep going and like mm-hmm. know where you're at. How you play that song live, you know? Yeah.
3: I wonder how long the actual session was to mm-hmm. that <laughs> to that track. Like I feel like it probably went on forever.
0: Uh yeah. my
3: top three, uh Cantaloupe Island, Oliloquy mm-hmm. Valley, mm-hmm. and then the alternative take one finger
0: snap nice, nice.
3: good pick um, nice yeah it's just dope, dude. I, love, I love
0: this mm-hmm. yeah I'm going the same I'm doing my the egg honorable mention mm-hmm. um first I'm going cantaloupe island mm-hmm. um, and then one finger snap and then thelicoqui valley nice but great pick uh, yeah I mm-hmm. love I love these jazz picks dude. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> they're great uh well that was empyrean Isles by Herbie Hancock, which was George's pick for this week. A fantastic jazz album, Mm -hmm. as you just heard us give it its praise that it was well-deserved. We're going to go ahead and talk about Matt's and wrap this baby up. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. We just wrapped up talking about some good old Herbie Hancock, which was George's pick for this week. Let's uh, see what Matt's got. What do you got for us? That's me,
2: right? Yeah, that's That's you. That's you. (laughs) Uh, 1997 release from Incubus titled Science. Kind of a unique album cover, kind of silly, little mustache. <laughs> then, uh, second studio release from uh, this band, uh, a lot different than any Incubus album after. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, DJ heavy and sample heavy, and it's yeah. got that new metal sound a little bit, that funk, that mm-hmm. hip hop uh, vibe. Had total freedom to write on this album, really, which is kind of cool And now I think that's why it sounds like this. They're just like, go have fun. There was no like limitations at all. Nice. Yeah. So, you hear that? You hear the album that came out after this one, and it's just like completely different. Yeah. So this is a staple. They don't like to play it live anymore. They kind of like to move on. Yeah. Their sound is different. Like, now. It's not the it, same. <laughs> and they don't like to be uh, put in that genre with like the Limp Biscuits and yeah. that kind of. Because mm. I think at that time they were kind of doing their own thing. Mm. Um, but they do have that little similar sounds. Uh, what do you guys think?
1: God damn, dude! I loved it. Yeah? yeah, this was because, as you as you said, you know, I'd heard stuff after this from Incubus. Mm-hmm. You know, probably like more of their bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to this, like the only thing that made me like, you know, the connection that it's Incubus is that it's the same vocalist. That mm-hmm. was it. I was like, I was like, what the hell? Like, there's like. <laughs> Yeah. there's so many different things that I heard on this and I was like oh that sounds like so and so or that sound like mm-hmm. they, there's like crazy bass
0: playing like all sorts of stuff yeah mm-hmm. there's sampling on it like at some points I hear a lot of hip hop in it mm-hmm. um, like I hear like the record scratching and like all the samples that they use on it I was like whoa mm-hmm. yeah this is fucking because I, I have heard some other songs of Incubus and not this whole album and mm-hmm. like the first track on it that it starts off with you hear that record scratching and I was like whoa like this yeah. is Kind of sounds like Rage cherry like
3: carry on top mm-hmm. like, It mm-hmm. was such a nice touch Throughout the whole album With the record scratching I thought that
0: mm-hmm. was
3: dope Yeah uh, it's- Yeah um, So I I know of Incubus uh, Because On the Halo 2 soundtrack They They played a song uh, For <laughs> Halo Okay um, And uh, one of the songs uh, Used to be on this racing game I used to play
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: But I never Dove into their stuff Um and this album yeah it was like really I feel like experimental like they had like a lot of uh interesting sounds uh they had an interesting use of the bongos mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and the record scratching and at times yeah like hip hop stuff like uh which one was it called um it was a, yeah this album's super awesome I think Idiot Box yeah mm-hmm. um super dope um <laughs> and then sign i don't know—just because they're experimenting, and then they call it science. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's fitting. Yeah, know. exactly, right?
2: <laughs> kind of that concept album. Yeah, yeah. they, they completed in six weeks, which is pretty fast. Jesus, yeah, I'm pretty
1: cool know that. That's wow. wild. The bridge for redefine, where he just like starts mm-hmm. doing like the—he's the, just slapping the hell out of that bass mm-hmm. and everything. I was like, what am I getting into here, right? man? Because like you yeah. hear, you know, all like again, I feel like we all picked albums, you know, that are like. The first track really is just like no questions as to what as yeah. to what's going on throughout mm-hmm. and they really showcase like how experimental this was very early on in this mm-hmm. and you know there's like like you said there's fucking bongos throughout it the mm-hmm. slap bass is going on the entire time mm-hmm. and then the record scratching and it's it's so weird in, in a good <laughs> way it is a you way. know what I mean yeah, yeah, because, it because it doesn't it doesn't it's like you can't necessarily like try to pigeonhole it into a into a specific genre mm-hmm. other than it's just like alternative stuff but it it was kind of you know new Metal was getting big at the time so Definitely. it does have yeah elements of that mm-hmm. while also being wildly unique in its own right away mm-hmm. from those albums you know like Significant Other from Limp Bizkit mm-hmm. you know porn, uh, yeah. all that stuff mm-hmm. I, I was very thoroughly impressed like it was I kept like finding myself like going back and just listening to chunks of the album at a time because mm-hmm. I was like this is quite a pill to try to swallow you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> there is so
0: much going on yeah. When I was like looking into it, because uh, I like to like do my research and stuff, mm-hmm. I kept seeing the word like or the term funk metal come up. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That I'm makes like, sense. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's. I I don't think I had like heard it that often. That's, but mm-hmm. like a lot of people see this as kind of that. Yeah. Like kind of funky. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's got it a has, beat to the metal part. You know. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You can hear it in the, in the tracks for
2: sure.
3: this might be a hot take, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's. Like Rage Against the Machine meets Red Hot Chili Peppers, with like, with the guitar. What is it like, a plucking or whatever? Mm-hmm. The you, pop and slap bass, yeah. Yeah, you hear that on Primus, and yeah. that reminded me a lot of that. That's a good. Um, yeah, that's a yeah, good yeah. hodgepodge. Yeah. I, like yeah. I was like, yeah. this is because like some of us like especially the first one like I could not think of Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and that's you know like rock funk type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I thought that was like super interesting mm-hmm. um, it's a great album to listen to if you're into racing games <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I found myself listening to this a lot when I was uh, playing video games or whatever but <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I was reading something about earlier about uh, Getty Lee giving a
2: lot of praise really to collaborate when this album came out they never did but that's pretty cool though yeah, that's, that's a cool. good cosign yeah, I'd right like
3: to hear that oh, the vocals too like he is so good at it like Uh, like the hook or whatever on um, new skin it's just so awesome I love Mm -hmm. that song so much
2: that's a good song too yeah yeah. Yeah.
3: and that's when it like it starts off with like the bongos I'm like where is this going (laughs) and it's kind of like a little bit old all over the place. The you
2: know. The songwriting's pretty fun in this. Brandon Boyd, the lead singer, is very uh, introspective, talks a lot about his life. Okay. And, you know, his views on the world and stuff like that. And he draws a lot of influence for his sound from Mike Patton from Faith No More. Okay that was one of his heroes Damn. growing up. And you can kinda hear that in, in his voice, you know, yeah. throughout the album. It's so if you're high or really fast.
1: Yeah. It's fun to listen to. That's it. makes a lot of sense, actually. The the Faith No More thing. That actually wow. The it,
3: writing definitely was kind of hard to, well, for me at least, to like
1: decipher mm-hmm. a little bit.
3: But yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Like, Vitamin is wild and new mm-hmm. medicine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I can't remember what song it was, but at the end, like, they kind of brought up statistics or something like that where they started talking about, um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was talking about being addicted to, like, TV or something. Or yeah. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. but Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome.
1: And just like the song structure, like not not from a lyricism standpoint, but the way that they structured these songs to kind of, you know, start off, give you the theme of the song, have this weird little bridge Hmm. that in little is an understatement because they be like long, like over a minute long. And then it comes right back and it's like, we're just not going to talk about that crazy bridge. We just (laughs) here's what was at the beginning and then the song's over. And it's like. Uh It's wild that they, you know, go off on a, such a tangent on some of these tracks and mm-hmm. then come right back to it as if nothing happened right. and then finish yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, uh, that
0: was actually unreal, what you guys just did. Like. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the Magic Medicine, how that mm-hmm. song is kind of just like a whole sample. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, bass in that song, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's kind yeah. of like, kinda like it, I forget what it's sampling. It, it It's like just like a TV show or something. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, it does have some cool. Yeah, it, it's it's bars. unique how it's like it. They made that into a song, and then you know you hear that that drum in the in the bass in the background, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of their songs. Um, I caught myself like listening back to them a lot. Yeah, um, Nebula. Um, same thing with Deep Inside. Um, yes. I love those two back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like such a great like you know follow up to a song. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very very. Very unique, very different. Not something that I had heard of a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not a full album from Incubus, so yeah, this mm-hmm. was really cool. And for it to be, was this the first album or second? Second, yeah. Because they kind of came around like they came out around the same time. I believe so. It was pretty close release. So okay. interesting. But yeah.
3: Yeah, a song that I definitely like know because this was on the radio. I feel like, um, I think so. Uh, Drive. I can't remember what album that's off of. Yeah, I think it's on the follow up
1: to this album. Yeah, right? it was the yeah. third.
2: Yeah, like the, make yourself. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: like the green, uh, like yeah. orange Windows Media Player looking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, no, that's a great. The that, and that's like basically what I had heard was half of that album, and then so yeah. going back to this, I was like, "Whoa, my God!" This is not at all what I expected. No, no. I definitely
3: expected it to sound like. Uh, that other song. But yeah, it was just like it caught me off guard, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it it pulled me in, and I liked it a
2: lot. Mm-hmm.
1: It was, Heck yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glad you guys enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, great pick. Um, I'll bro. start with
2: my top three. Okay. Um, Idiot Box, I think is yeah. my favorite song on that album. Yeah, kind of sums up the whole vibe. It's slow. It's fast. It's a, it's a great song. Nebula, mm-hmm. uh, because it's so fast as well. Uh, Glass, and then my honorable mention would be Redefined.
1: Yes. Nice. Great picks.
0: Yeah, I, I love that intro. Mm-hmm. Redefine mm-hmm. is such a cool because you hear that record scratch, and I think that's what kind of like sets it apart. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going a top three, New Skin, um, I love that song. I feel like that kind of starts off and it like adds like a real like good first song to like a yeah. follow up to the mm-hmm. to the beginning half of the album. Yeah. Um, so New Skin, um, Nebula. And then I wanna go Magic Medicine. Mm-hmm. Um just I think that's unique how it's it's just like kind of a sample. Yeah. But they're tying in instruments to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's cool.
3: I think that's one they're that talking about T V or something like that. Um, my top three is mm-hmm. New Skin, mm-hmm. Idiot Box and Redefine. Nice. Um, also interesting the the band naming
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Sure
3: you know it's like a male sex demon
1: yeah <laughs> yeah all
3: right just funny but yeah I don't know, it's dope definitely gonna be listening to this a lot yeah, mm-hmm. Same <laughs> yeah. It's, it's dope mm-hmm.
1: uh my top three number three for me is calgon Towards uh, toward the end of the album i think it might actually be the last one on the album. it is yeah but i just i thought that was a good way to kind of put a bow on it number two summer romance uh, oh, yeah. I really like that song Like, I think by the third time listening to it I knew the hook already So I'd be driving and just singing to it mm-hmm. And I was like It just made me feel good For mm-hmm. some reason And the number one was Glass It was just very unique Like that guitar riff in mm-hmm. it Is like so funky mm-hmm. And it just like yeah. caught my ear And I was like Oh Like mm-hmm. that's That's pretty clean But That was Science nice. By Incubus uh, Matt's so, pick for this week We'll go ahead and Introduce next week's picks If it happens It happens Yeah
0: Maybe right. Who's going first? Me, because we in talked order. about Manchester. Oh Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going off of what you're picking. So, all right,
1: it's the favorite time of every episode where we dive in and introduce what we're going to be talking about next episode, and we go in order that we talked about them on. So I'm going to go first, and uh, I'm going follow the leader by uh-huh. Corn. Right. Nice. Uh, Released in 1998 Uh, Great album Uh, I've got a lot to say about it Y'all will hear that next week Heck yeah So
0: Jake So this week I'm going hip hop Nice Um, Something that we definitely Or an artist that we definitely Should have talked about Okay Going Oh uh, oh, Graduation graduation. Damn Gotta do it So (laughs) Hell yeah (laughs) Right on
1: And George what do you got?
3: Uh, Sounding Out the City by L. Michael's Affair. Okay. Um, this album is very special to me, I feel like oh, I'm going to
1: like it. I know what album that is. Nice. Okay. And, Matt!
3: Dun,
2: dun, dun. Uh, to build off your Kanye West pick, I'm going to go with something different. Uh, Gary Newman's The Pleasure Principle, um, okay. who influenced Kanye West. Nice. Some of his earlier work, that's why I'm picking him. Uh, yeah. Released in 1979.
1: Hell yeah. yes.
3: I was just listening to you, you?
1: That's right. Man, another great cast today And another great one set up mm-hmm. for next week uh, This has been Episode 25 of What You Spinning We'll be back to talk about Four great albums next week I'm Dorian That's George, that's Matt, that's Jacob We
0: are What You Spinning And y'all have a great week